Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Be Here for a While. Today's episode of Be Here for a While is brought to you by Scentbird, Cove, and Third Love. All awesome companies and products I will tell you about later. How you guys doing? How you feeling? You flying high and feeling mean? My dad always says that and I love it. And uh, I've been feeling, I've been flying high and feeling mean because I've been getting weekly B12 shots. That's my new thing. I'm into it. You know I like to go on a good health kick that doesn't last, but that's the newest one. Um, I was convinced that maybe it would curb my appetite. As it turns out, nothing can curb my appetite. I just steamroll right through everything that could possibly curb my appetite. It's not in the cards for me. This is who I am. I have accepted it. I just got back from Boston, and I'm pretty sure I ate my way through Boston. Uh, it was. It's a lovely city. Actually, it, you know what? Me just saying lovely city is almost downgrading how I felt about, I, I feel in general about Boston. Boston is one of the greatest cities ever. I think I had, gosh, it was just a perfect trip. I went with my, uh, and we'll get back to the food part of it, because yes, I ate my way through Boston. Um, but I went with, so I had a show at Laugh Boston, which was awesome. And If you're a podcast listener that came to the show, thank you so much. The audience was incredible. I just had a freaking blast. And I love the club, Laugh Boston. It was just awesome. So I was there for my show, but my mom came with me. And then also my friend, Rachel, who lives in Wichita, Kansas, which I will also be performing in Wichita, Kansas on May 18th. I'll get to the show dates later, too. But um, they came and we stayed in the hotel and... The other cool part about it was the hotel was amazing. The concierge, so you guys know I'm a hustler, uh, and I have zero shame. So when I booked our room, I then asked to speak to the concierge, and I told the concierge I would be performing, and I was like, hey, Uh, her name was Heather. She's amazing. If you go to the Lowe's Hotel in Boston, say hi to Heather. I was like, hey, I'm performing uh, on Sunday. Uh, would would you mind if I sent you the flyer and maybe you could like print it out or display it for the guests in case anyone's asking, you know, if there's anything to do on Sunday? And she was awesome. She was, and I'm not even going to attempt her Boston accent because nah, I'm terrible at accents. Um, but she was so, she was like, of course. She went above and beyond. I show up to the hotel. There's a framed photo of my flyer like front and center at this place and there's flyers on every floor when you walk out of the elevator there's one on like the table there was flyers like in the front lobby just so cool and so sweet just everyone in Boston's so nice so yeah it was the perfect trip we we shopped during the day we ate we went to Italy three times I think ate there we also ate at this place called Sorlina which was incredible the first night and uh Union Oyster House, which I always love. And where did we have the food the last day? Tapas at Toro, I think. It was just awesome. Greatest trip ever. Super relaxing. Very much enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah. I, uh, yeah. My So, my newest health kick is the B12 stuff. But I've also been going to Legree Fitness a lot. It's this ridiculously hard Pilates class where you're on a super reformer. So, it's not just the regular, like, you know, pulleys and whatever is on a reformer it also is it's like a transformer this thing it moves so when you're in plank it will go up and be like on a steep incline and then they will move it side to side like she's got like an ipad that controls your fate and your destiny basically 
But the crazy thing, so I was at Legree yesterday, and no joke, a fight broke out in a Pilates class. So, you know, I'm there just chilling, minding my own business, trying to get a tight tush, right? And I look up, and this girl, uh, she brought her dog in. There's a little tiny dog. Uh, Granted, the dog wasn't disturbing anyone, but I'm sure there's some sort of rule where you can't have your dog in the workout facility. And there's only about like seven of us in class. And I see that the the front desk girl um, is must be explained to her that she can't have her dog. The girl freaks out. Like, I'm not sure if she was on drugs or just crazy or just crazy entitled or something. She freaked out. She was like running back and forth around this place, like yelling, screaming at the front desk girl, like going, bitch, bitch, like just yelling at her. And then the front desk girl, it must have called the owner or something. So she's on her cell phone. Like, in front of this girl. Mind you, like, the music's pretty loud in there, and the instructor's sort of trying to talk over them. But we're all, like, you know, in the most uncomfortable positions, also then watching this fight. Um, And so she's, like, yelling at her. And then the front desk girl, basically, like, she didn't touch her necessarily. She just, like, went to sort of, like, usher her out or at least to speak outside and then the girl like smacks her arm and is like don't touch me don't effing touch me crazy this went on so the class is only 30 minutes long because it's super hard it went on the entire time except for the last five minutes they they didn't resolve it certainly but the girl kept insisting that she wanted to still get her workout in so then after 20 minutes of yelling she then like she puts her dog in her car and then hops on the machine and just like pumps out five minutes of the workout and then moves on with her day. Like who acts like that? I, I don't think I've ever been in a fight like that in my entire life. Not even with like a boyfriend. I'm sure. No, I have. That's a joke. That's not true. I've definitely yelled at boyfriends like that, but still not in public like that, like that. It was, it was crazy. I, I just, I think people should be a hundred percent reprimanded maybe even like maybe you should get like arrested if you behave like that in public (laughs) just and you get you get put in a cell for just a certain amount of time to just think about your behavior so you don't act like that again over something so dumb I am sorry that you were offended that you're not allowed to have your dog in there next time don't bring your dog maybe you had to miss a workout that day let it go frankly I would be like this is a blessing i hate working out and now I just had an excuse you know crazy 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 behavior uh all right podcast today is awesome before I get to that I want to tell you about my show dates and tour dates uh so I will be in Portland and I'm not going to repeat the ticket link like I do 3,000 times I'm just going to say it once up top you can get tickets to all of my shows at my website racheloBrianComedy.com. And I post all my updates about my shows and um, my horribly boring life on my Instagram and Twitter, which is at Rachel and O'Brien. That's R-A-C-H-A-E-L-N-O-B-R-I-E-N. All right. So I will be in Portland, Oregon at Harvey's Comedy Club on April 4th through April 7th. Shows every night. And then um, Natasha and I, and she's also my podcast guest today, we are doing our European tour kickoff show in L.A. at West in West Hollywood at the Pally House Hotel. It's going to be super fun. It's at the outdoor restaurant there called Marty. They um, that is on April 11th at 8 p.m. It's going to be so fun. There's you don't there's no um, 
Oh, wait, we are selling tickets. I lied. Uh, the tickets are, um, th- that'll link to my, my site too, but uh, it's just, it's going to be awesome. It, it's an outdoor show, food, drink, everything. Like normally comedy clubs don't have good food. This is like a fancy, cool restaurant. And uh, yeah, April 11th there. And then we are in New York, April 16th and 17th at the West Side Comedy Club. And then we pop over to just a hop, skip and a jump over to Scotland. We are in Again, I'm going to say all of these names wrong. We're in Inverness, or in Baroness, I think it's Inverness, in the Scottish Highlands at Chukter's Comedy Club on April 19th and 20th. And then we're at Edinburgh on April 21st at the Comedy Attic. And then London, April 23rd at Moving Pictures Cinema. April 26th, we are in Berlin at Pratchtwork. I'm probably saying that wrong as well. Again, all on my site, rachelbryancomedy.com. That's in Berlin. And then we're in Prague, April 28th. And then we are in Paris sometime between May 1st and May 4th. We have not booked a show yet, but we are going to book a venue. So if you are in any of these cities, please come out to a show. Or if you're close to there, travel. Come see us. It's going to be a blast. We're going to set up these fun dinners for everyone. And it's a whole thing. I'm excited about it. Um, so yeah, so my guest today is the hilarious Natasha Pearl Hansen. She's been on a bunch of stuff. She's got a podcast herself called Future Role Model. Um, on the podcast, uh, she tells a tale of, uh, I'm not sure what kind of um, underground criminal activity she was involved with the last time she was in Prague, but let's just say I'm a tad nervous to go back with her. She tells the whole story on the podcast. It's hilarious. Uh, yeah, without further ado, Natasha Pearl Hansen. Natasha Pearl Hansen. What's up? My new travel buddy. Oh my gosh. Are you so excited? I am very <laughs> excited. Before uh, before we talk about... So this podcast theme is going to be crazy travel stories. Our upcoming travel to these countries that we... Uh, I would say our plan's like only like 50% in place, but we're kind of winging it. Yeah. We'll explain. We're, yeah, we will explain. We're, we're, we're putting together this tour and it is a grind. What is that movie? And I, my mom's going to freak out when I make this comparison. What's that movie where like the the people go overseas and they like, it's like some tur. it's a horror movie about tourists. Hostel? Hostel. Yep. Is that going to happen to us? No. I mean, I had a couple hostels kind of reach out to me and I do have a couple friends that stay at hostels, but they're all in their younger 20s. I'm not a big fan of sharing bathrooms and kitchens with no, people. No, not at this point in my life. Like when I was I, never okay with it. When I was younger, I could sleep on people's couches, and I did. Like uh-huh. There were plenty of traveling. There were plenty of times that I traveled and didn't really have a plan, and I'd meet people, and I would just end up crashing at their house. Like Strangers? Yes. How were, how were you not murdered? I don't know. I think maybe uh, maybe I'm just too kind. Did you tell your parents <laughs> that you were doing weird. this? <laughs> not always. My no. parents would freak out. I would wait till after... The key is you always wait till after you do something stupid and you survived it. Even if I waited till after and told them they would be like, there's something wrong with you. You're never allowed to do anything ever You're again. You're not my daughter. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm okay. But now that I'm in my 30s and established as a human or, you know, so they say, um, I feel like I have to stay in nicer places. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm all about comfort. I mean, I'll, we'll be fine on this trip. But before we get into our travel stories, how did you decide that you were going to go by Natasha Pearl Hansen? Oh, my gosh. So that that's actually a pretty I, I thought about that for a long time. Mm-hmm. This was back in Chicago when I was first starting to perform. And anybody out there who's ever had to perform or started to be an actor or anything like that, you know, you get your first headshot, which is something you don't really know 
how mm-hmm. to do. I just had a friend. Take Pretty a, sure I still don't know how. I had a friend take a picture of me. I mean, this was before iPhones even existed. Mm-hmm. I had a friend take a picture of me with like a like a disposable kind of camera. My my picture was so grainy. It was that was your headshot. It wasn't actually a disposable camera, but it may as well have been. It was yeah. like a pocket Sony or something, and um, it was probably like a one point two KB file. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm already lost. <laughs> my um. My original headshot, uh, like I said, was grainy and I, and I put it on this like stock paper and had it printed at Walgreens across the street from second city where mm-hmm. you and I have been. And I didn't know what to put at first. I put Natasha Hansen and then I Googled Natasha Hansen and there is one Natasha Hansen and I think she is a Danish Olympian. Okay. And I and was you like, thought maybe you guys were going to compete for some acting attention. Right? You were concerned. <laughs> I was like, I don't want people to Google. And my whole life, people called me Pearl. And I was okay. like, I feel like I should incorporate the Pearl. And I almost didn't put the Hanson. I almost just w- went by Natasha Pearl. Oh, I would have liked that, I think. Natasha Pearl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay, though. But NPH. You can't change just, it now. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could, but that'd be kind of weird. I actually <laughs> went by Rachel Nicole O'Brien for a hot second. I don't know if I ever put it on a headshot, but I don't know why I thought to include that. RNO? Yeah, I don't know. My mom wanted me to change my last name for acting because I don't really look like an O'Brien. I look more ethnic than that. So she yeah. was like, you should, cha- you could, should take like your Italian name or something. Obrizza. Yeah. <laughs> so aggressive. <laughs> Sounds like the soup Nazi. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Natasha and I, we've been doing comedy in the same city for what? How long have you been here? I've been in LA for eight years. Okay. So I've been here 11 years, but we weren't like very, we weren't like close up until recently. Yeah. I mean, I remember when we first started, all of us girls in comedy first started to kind of try to hang out. Yeah. Usually it was before the micro the, the microphone, before the <laughs> mic at the comedy store. Um, remember oh, we'd yeah, all go, yeah. to we'd go to get the free wine the free at the wine. Honda's. Yeah. Why don't I do that? I should still be doing that. Yeah. What do I think? I'm a Rockefeller paying I'm, for my own wine. Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> like we need to research this before we travel and find out what hotels 100%. have free lobby wine oh and just God. fucking do it. We absolutely need to, we need to figure out the most free shit we can get oh uh, yeah yeah just like friends the episode of friends where he's just like stealing crackers and light bulbs like we're gonna <laughs> we're just gonna acquire yeah. junk along the way i love a good a sample bar <laughs> at a grocery store but i remember that day where me you i think it was camilla jackie um whitney back mm-hmm. in the day when she did still do stand up it was like a group of like eight of us that all went to the Andas. And then I remember talking to you at the comedy store afterwards because you had started a production company mm-hmm. and I had started a production company and I, God, you have w- good memory. And I was like, I do, I have a memory like an elephant. Um, I was like, yeah, we need to do something together. Cause I could tell you were a hustler. Oh, I, and I could tell you were too. I remember you were putting together your own tour stuff even back then. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just took us a while to kind of find our groove. Years. I don't know. <laughs> and I then, don't know why. And then we met up like, I don't know, four months ago or whatever just to kind of like talk like tour stuff and like hang mm-hmm. out and then literally within like 20 minutes we were like let's team up yep let's do this yeah and we did like that test run in Chicago and Nashville and that was mm-hmm. a lot of fun I don't know you just work you work I work well with you and I you're easy to travel with and yeah that is so important someone that's so an important. easy traveler like uh, yeah we were so we were so chill in Chicago and Nashville like I don't think we really ate the whole time because we were like I don't know we didn't yeah. eat we didn't sleep yeah <laughs> Like, I'm not really sure. the travel was so, I mean, but it's like. so aggressive. (laughs) My my flight times were all 6 Mm a.m. So it was like, yeah, I was just so tired that I don't even know. I don't even know what we did. 
I, I do. We had a lot of fun. That's yeah. what we did. Okay. <laughs> we had a lot of fun and we, we met up with a bunch of people and that kind of leads into like what we're trying to do with the Europe tour is just, you know, trying to get to know people after the show more and stuff, mm-hmm. which, uh, which we definitely did a little bit after the show in Chicago at the old town ale house. Yeah. But we're setting up actual like uh, VIP experience. Exactly. It'll be totally different, but it was kind of inspired by that experience. I totally. would say totally. So, but we'll get to more of that later. I freaking love it when I give someone a hug and when they pull away and they're like, oh my God, you smell so good. What are you wearing? And it's even more fun when I get to tell them I'm trying a perfume that maybe they haven't heard of. And the reason why I'm able to try so many fun, new, lovely perfumes is because I signed up for Scentbird. Scentbird is a luxury fragrance subscription service for perfumes and colognes. It's a way for you to discover new perfumes and colognes without buying an entire bottle. And they have more than 450, that's huge, designer brands for you to choose from, like Prada, Tom Ford, Versace, Gucci, Cartier, Calvin Klein, and more. You try the brands you want. It's the real deal. So you choose a perfume you want to try, and then they send you a 30-day supply. That's 120 sprays, enough to apply more than four times daily for a month. And if you're not sure what kind of scent you're looking for, you can sort and find your new fragrance by brand, style, occasion, season, and more. You know, they have these little tests where you can say like, oh, I like a citrusy scent or whatever. You can check user ratings and reviews on any fragrance or take Scentbird's true scent quiz, like I was just telling you about, to discover more personalized recommendations for your taste. And I have an offer for my listeners. You guys gotta check out Scentbird. You're going to love it. And with my exclusive offer, just for my listeners, you can get 50% off your first month today. That's only $7.50 for your first fragrance. Just go to scentbird.com slash be here and use my code be here for 50% off your first month. That's scentbird.com slash be here and use my code be here for 50% off your first month. Again, that's S C E N T. B-I-R-D dot com slash be here for you to try your first perfume or cologne for just $7.50. Sign on and smell amazing. Yeah, so we, okay, so now we've set up this tour where, um, and I wonder if people, I wonder if people spend more like, you know, like three months planning a Europe tour, not like one month. Right, <laughs> like I know. Or less. But mm. we're planning a tour through Europe. We're going to, so far, Scotland, London. Uh, we're trying to do Berlin. Amsterdam, Prague. Prague. And then ending in Paris. And um, now, should I be concerned about going to Prague with you? <laughs> because <laughs> you have an interesting travel story Rachel about Prague. Rachel doesn't know this story, but I get to, I get. Well, uh, you told me that there was, no, I know I a little bit. I told you a little, little bit. But when you came on Screwed Up Stories, you were like, I, I can either tell the story about almost being arrested. Was that it? Um, not almost being arrested in Prague, but I'll just tell the story. I'll tell the story because, um, I, I'm still worried now about going back to Prague because I, I should be concerned. I might have, um, tax evaded in Prague or something. I have no idea. What happened? Uh, So, and this kind of circles back to actually this morning because, um, when I was 20, this was around when I was 21, I was bartending in Chicago in Wrigleyville. Mm-hmm. And I actually met a girl who bartended across the street this morning at my Muay Thai gym in the same area in Chicago at the same time who also did something similarly stupid. Wait, wait, wait. I'm confused. <laughs> you met someone today, today this morning? Today, yeah, this morning. I met somebody who did something similarly stupid at the same time. Oh, weird. Uh, 
so like the same just, age or something at the mean? same okay. age in chicago though that she worked in my on my same block and i was like what is up with a block in chicago that was just like in making us do these but she um, wait did she do it in another country or did she do it she in did her, she married somebody from another country here uh-huh um she married her friend's boyfriend to get him a green card so they could both stay got it got it and my my thing happened in prague um so so basically how did this all start i was bartending at this place in wrigleyville called moxie Mm -hmm. it was uh right by the right by the cubs um right by wrigley Mm -hmm. and uh I made such good money there. There were days that I would make like six, seven, eight hundred dollars on a day shift. Jeez. Um, but when the Cubs season was over, it got really slow and it would drop down to like 90 bucks a shift, mm-hmm. which is a big difference. Yeah. So I remember after two months of this, um, talking to one of my friends that worked there and he had used to bartend in Prague. He was a flair bartender in Prague. And how does that mean? He like like the cocktail? Kind of, okay. Yeah, like cocktail, like chucking shit in the air and catching it and flare bartender. lighting things that on is fire. A very um homosexual way to say that. <laughs> <laughs> right? He, he just talked with charisma. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna just be a flare person in real life. I wish I was a flare person. I think we kind of are flare people, actually. Yeah. We're verbally if I, flare-y. If I have enough energy, I am. <laughs> exactly. Or enough, uh, enough caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he was a flair bartender in Prague mm-hmm. and he was the chef at this place that I worked at in Chicago. So I went to him and I was like, God, I'm not making any money right now. What am I going to do? And he's like, Oh, I need to connect you with my friend in Prague. They fly Americans out to basically sign over companies at the embassy and then re-sign them over to somebody new when they're selling their companies. This sounds so shady. Right? Because, Unbelievably shady. Right? And he's like, well, they, they fly you out, put you up, and they pay you like $5,000 in the U.S. dollars. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all you're doing is basically making the company more valuable because it's passing hands through an American person. And I was like, well, that doesn't sound so bad. And I was kind of worried about the you're idea. Like, Just because it's touching my 21-year-old bartender hands, the company's more valuable. Right. This exactly. Seem, this doesn't sound like a red flag to you. So, yeah. I mean, I still, I still, I don't even know. But it happened at the embassy. And so I was like tr- very trusting of it. They flew me out to Prague and I had to just go to the embassy one morning for like 30 minutes and do like a couple of these. So I might still own some fucking companies in Prague. I don't even know. It sounds like a drug deal. They handed me an envelope of cash and I went on my way and I still had two more days in Prague before my flight back. How much cash did you get? $5,000 in cash. What the? I laid it out on a table and took photos of it. I've never held that much cash before. And you were, wait, all you were doing was explain what exactly you did when you were in this embassy. I still can't even believe this is a thing I did. I went to the embassy. My friend Jeff, you'll meet him in Prague. Okay. He's the one that's married to that uh, girl I told you about. Um, He picked me up. We went to the embassy. They just looked at my passport and they, they had a pile of papers on my left and no pile on the right. And they took the pile on my left, handed me one. I sign it, then somebody else signed it over, stamped it, and put it in the pile on my right. <laughs> and they did that. Did, I literally did you read anything you were signing? <laughs> it was in check, dude. I don't know. I don't know. Oh my God. For like <laughs> for like two years after I left Prague, I was getting these like massive envelopes of like tax shit that was like scary. Oh. And I wait, d- wait, were they trying to tax you on the five? They grand were trying they to tax you? me on some uh, who knows, I'm sure. 
but my friend was like, or you are don't you being taxed? You somehow own part of these businesses. No idea. I mean, I really don't know. And I, and I kept texting my friend and he's like, no, I've had a lot of friends come out and do this. He's like, the Czech Republic will try to get money out of you, I guess, just because they think that they can scare people into paying taxes in a country they don't live in. He's like, but you don't live here. You don't have to pay any taxes. And after like two years, they stopped. This is the weirdest thing ever. I know. This was 11, 11 years ago. So it wasn't even really explained to you what you were signing. It was just that the company really. will be more valuable because you, random girl from America, signed it. We're going to have to ask Jeff when I go to Prague. because I I've, think we need to Google if this is like an international scam. I Who knows? But I they mean, gave you 5000 But it's been over 10 years, and I think there's some sort of like... We're not going to Prague I think now. there's some sort <laughs> of thing where once you've, like, once something has been... It's like expunged after 10 years or something. It's like so, double jeopardy. You can't yeah. be charged for the same crime I'm not twice. worried about it. They didn't even have the euro back then. They still were using Krona. Should you dye your hair before we go? <laughs> My hair was really, really like orange blonde when I okay, went there good. last. They might not recognize And you. it's a totally different passport photo. So I'm, I think I'm okay. This is a crazy story. Well, and so this is where it gets crazier. So I still had two more days in the Czech Republic. My mom's going to be like, you can't travel with Natasha. After I did this, <laughs> I had two full days in the Czech Republic. Mm -hmm. So I get done at the embassy and I'm like, what am I going to do? I guess I'm going to go walk around by myself. Mm -hmm. And they had given me a flip phone and so keys. A, a burner phone. Yeah, a burner phone mm -hmm. and a place to stay mm -hmm. um, right downtown. It was like right off Melantrikova Street, if anybody knows Prague. And uh, so I went and walked around and um, ended up meeting this German guy and this uh, guy from India. Mm -hmm. The guy from Jesus. India was in, in the Czech Republic studying to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. And his friend from Germany, they had met at Oktoberfest. And his friend from Germany was visiting. Mm -hmm. So they were like, you can come around the, to, for the day with us and have some beers. And so I, I did. I went, I went with them and like hung out by the river in like a, some territory called Prague 5. That sounds and, safe. Uh, yeah. And after like four hours of hanging with them, I kind of felt like that jitter that I should just go back to my place and just yeah. not continue to, because I didn't want to keep drinking with strangers. Definitely. And so I try to go back and they were like, well, let's just drive you. Mm-hmm. And they're driving and they're driving and they're driving. And all of a sudden, you got in the car with them? Sorry, I got I just, in the car. I, I don't know why. I was 20. I was so young. Um, so anyway, oh I get in a car with them and we're driving. And I'm like, at one point, I'm like, where are we going? And he goes, we're going to my house. I'm tired. The guy from India didn't drink at all. And he was trying to make us go back to his house. So I started getting upset in the car and we get, we finally pull into his house. Were you like pull over, pull over, pull I was over? like, I need to go home. I need to go home. Uh -huh. And he was like, no, we're just going to stop here. We're just going to, I made some paella. We're just going to eat really quick. They didn't creep me out. A, a quick paella. They didn't creep me out. But there, but the, when you're a girl and you're in a country with two dudes and you don't know where you are, like, of course you're creeped out. No, that's creepy that you said, I want to go home. And he said, no, you're coming to my house right. to eat paella. And so they, they got out some paella and his, you place, went inside. I did go inside. I had to pee. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> and, uh, and they, they did have paella and it was really good. Oh, and, well that checked out. And good. then, uh, the view of their place was really great. And he was like pointing and it was starting to get a little bit dusky out, you know, and he was like pointing towards a direction and was like, that's where your place is. And I was like, all the way the fuck over there. That's where I, and, oh and, God. um, so I ate and then finally I was like, I have to go home. And he's like, I'm tired. And I was like, you're driving me. And like in the flip phone, there uh -huh. was only like my friend's number, another number, a cab number. And then of course, like emergency. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to call the police. And he was like, okay, okay, okay. So then they drove me home 
And uh, and they did. They dropped me off. Why didn't you just call a cab? Well, yeah, I didn't know where I was. That's Otherwise, true. I would have. Oh, that's but true. But I had no idea. It was my first day oh in my Prague. God. So they dropped me off, and I'm a little bit frazzled. And so I go back to my room. Did you get the sense that he was trying to get you to stay the night? Not really. It didn't feel like a rapey situation, but it did feel like I wasn't, I didn't feel comfortable. Yeah. And so. I don't really understand the motive of like, you have to come back to the house and eat paella. I, I legitimately, I think he doesn't drink and he was annoyed. We were having a lot of fun Uh and, um, and he, he was sober. So I don't know if he was just cranky about it. I don't, Mm. who knows? I'll never see these guys again. But, um, so they drop me off and it's like 7 PM and I'm like, I can't end my night this way. Yeah. And so I change, I go back to my little, uh, apartment, I shake it off and I go out. God, you're brave. So, and if anybody's ever been to Prague, all the streets are like spaghetti noodles. It's like from back in the day where the, their defense, they're squiggly. Okay. They're not, it's not like go down the street, take a right. Okay. It's just like they have kind is it of. Old, is it old school too? Like narrow? Yeah, and- they're narrow and it was a defense mechanism back in the day mm-hmm. for um, enemies. Uh-huh. So they couldn't find where to go. Yeah. Um, and that's still how it's set up. A lot of the streets, it's uh-huh. just like corridors. You, yeah. You just have to find your way. Anyone who's ever had a migraine knows they are the absolute worst. I had one a couple months ago that I couldn't even stand up without getting nauseous. My head hurt so bad. There was no way I could have driven to the doctor and tried to figure out how to seek help. But that was when I discovered Cove. You get treated from home. With Cove, they start out with a simple consultation by a licensed physician. And then the prescription that they determine is best for you is sent directly to your door. And it's personalized. After your consultation, your doctor creates and tailors your individual course of treatment. Cove then reaches out a few weeks later afterward to see how you're feeling, which is amazing. Cove breaks down everything for you that you need to know about migraines and migraine treatment. There was so much I didn't know and what they were caused by. And Cove is doctor supervised. A doctor who is licensed to practice medicine in your state will be the one who prescribes your monthly medication and oversees your progress. It's FDA approved medication too. So all migraine medication prescribed by the doctors at Cove is FDA approved. So guys, don't suffer anymore. If you suffer from migraines, the last thing you need to do is have to wait to see a doctor. With Cove, there's finally a way to get help when you need it right away. And when you use my special link, you'll get your first month of treatment for free. That's incredible. Go to withcove.com slash be here. All right, guys, that's withcove, W-I-T-H-C-O-V-E.com slash be here and just make your life so much easier. It's incredible. That's withcove.com slash be here. So I, uh, I start walking. It's dark out now. <laughs> I start walking, and I story just keeps getting worse. Oh my god! It keep, it gets How so much better. It gets so much better. So <laughs> I walk by this place. I had been walking around for like twenty minutes by myself, and I see a sign for a place called Harley's. Mm-hmm. And that friend that had told me I should connect and come out here used to flare bartend at a place called Harley's. Oh. So, and this place was downstairs, like under, like in a, in a tavern under the ground. Yeah. So I walked down there and I go to the bartender and I said, I think my friend Theo used to work here. And they were like, Theo, the American. And they showed me on his, on the wall. There was a place where his name was painted on the wall Mm -hmm. and they start freaking out and they hand me 
just shots of absinthe. Oh, my God. So I start taking shots of absinthe with the bartender. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how you're alive. I don't know either. (laughs) And anyway, I'm there for like two hours. By this time, it's getting kind of late. It's like probably 9, 30, 10 o'clock. And I leave and I go walk around again and I hear down this corridor these um, like these English speakers arguing about soccer. Okay. It was uh, as I got were closer. Were they American? Do they have accents? They or? were Australian and English. Okay. And so as I got closer, I could I was finding this this argument to be really funny because because mm-hmm. um, you're on absinthe. Yeah, I'm on absinthe. Yeah. You were like arguments are funny. I should go intervene. Well, and they were English speakers, and I was like, sweet, I'm just gonna go towards the English speaking people. And so I get there and they're standing in front of this strip club mm-hmm. and the, uh, the guys are arguing and I decide to go get a gyro. And as like, I like, the like a Eastern, gyro mm-hmm. uh, sandwich, there okay. was like a little door in the wall with a guy and he was selling gyros and I bought a gyro. <laughs> so I buy this Surprised gyro. Surprised you didn't go become friends with him <laughs> and just travel around with him. No, serious. And so I buy this gyro and I'm just lurking by these dudes that are arguing and I end up choking on a piece of my gyro. And because I'm choking, they think that I'm like drunk and I'm going to barf on them. So the one of the groups just abandons the fight leaving only the Australian guys. Mm-hmm. So I ended up making up an accent and told the Australian guys that I was from, um, where did I say I was from? Portugal. And what was the point of this? I, for some reason, I was just was like, absent? I, yeah, I just was like, oh, they're not going to want to talk to an American girl who was just like choking nearby. And so I make up this accent and I go with them to the strip club. Mm-hmm. And I was there for probably like an hour and a half, two hours and then all of a sudden, him the the like the What's leader. What's a strip club like in uh, Prague? It def- kind of felt more honestly like a gentleman, like a um, like an escort club. Okay, that's I was gonna say. I we went to a strip club in Germany that I was like pretty sure this is nobody just, was stripping in yeah, the front. Yeah, I was like pretty sure this is just like a brothel, yes. but we're pretending like it's a strip. Pretty club. sure it was. Yeah, I'll tell you. That but we were over. hanging out in like the like the you know the front kind of hangout area mm-hmm. and just having drinks. And then there, there was like six dudes and the leader of their pack started to get really suspicious of me because I'm talking in what is a very strange accent mm-hmm. because I'm making up what I think a Portuguese accent sounds like. And uh, he basically kicks me out. He thinks I work for the brothel and I'm trying to seduce them all. Oh, my God. So but before he kicks me out, he had already gotten my number on this like burner phone that I had. Uh-huh. So I ended up leaving, walking home alone, going crashing out. This is probably like midnight, one in the morning. Um, I get a phone call at like 8 a.m. from a number and it's that guy and his name is Norm Mm -hmm. and he apologized to me for kicking me out. So I, as soon as he answered the phone, I realized that I had to remake this accent up Mm -hmm. that I was using the night before and he invites me to get a beer with him. So we hang out all day the next day and I'm still faking this accent and we're having like real down home conversations too, but he's slowing down. I really, I really want to hear what this accent sounds like. Oh my God. I, I couldn't even recreate it unless I was drunk. I'm sure yeah. because it was like every foreign accent I've ever heard mixed together. Yeah. And because nobody in Australia knows what somebody from Portugal sounds like, they totally just went along with it. Yeah. And uh, so you said he was slowing down what? His speech. Because he thought I couldn't understand him. Oh, I see. I see. Even though I could. 
and like when I was on the phone with him trying to meet up with him like he was trying to give me directions and I had to pretend like I didn't understand what his directions were it was a whole thing and so when we were talking I was talking about my upbringing and I grew up in Wisconsin on farms but in my brain I had to like change that to Portugal on chicken farms because I was like what do they what do they do in Portugal we didn't have running water when I was (laughs) exactly so I was making up this whole parallel to my actual Mm -hmm. life that was like pretty accurate to my life but if I had grown up in Portugal and we hung out all day and by I don't know by like 8 p.m my accent was starting to slip in and out so bad did he notice he was asking me sometimes you sound a little American and I was like oh my dad is American oh (laughs) my god is that hopefully that wasn't the accent accent. you sound like you're from what was the lady's name on (laughs) Uh, the Bundy family. What was that? I don't oh know. my gosh. I, I have to try and pull this accent out of my ass and do it. But, um, so we were literally at this amazing pub that was like outside of a castle drinking big old steins of beer. And I go to the bathroom and I stare at myself in the mirror and kind of pep talk myself. I was like, how am I going to explain to this dude? that I've been lying to him for yeah. like a day and a half about who I am yeah, what if and he where I'm been, from. Well, I mean, you're engaged, but what if he could have been the love of your life and you were lying the right? whole time? Exactly. And so I came back out and I sit down and he goes, what's wrong? And I was like, I've been lying to you. And he was like, oh no, you do work for the strip club. And I was like, no, I'm American. <laughs> and he was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. And I explained to him what happened the night before. And it, it, after about an hour of it being really awkward because mm-hmm. I had to go back through my whole backstory and be like this was accurate but it actually happened in Wisconsin and I was like I'm studying improv at Second City in Chicago and I don't know I just thought I'd fuck with you guys I didn't think I'd ever see you again and he goes I'm actually relieved because now I can just hang out with you and I know that you're like <laughs> you can actually you understand, can actually what, understand I'm what I'm saying and so then his friends came and met up and he told them the story and they thought it was the funniest thing they'd ever heard mm-hmm. and that he fell for the accent and all that stuff. So I ended up hanging out with them for the next two days. We went like biking and exploring a castle the next day. Mm-hmm. And like, and now I'm connected with all of them. One of them lives oh, in really? Europe. Yeah, I'm still connected with all okay, of them. Okay, so it ended up safe ended up and really you good. were fine. Yeah, it ended up really good. But, um, but if, if, if we see that one of the girls, Hannah Alving in, uh, in Europe, uh, she, she was part of the crew that I met. And she like does some really cool like I think she used to do like TRL type hosting, but in Europe. Oh god, I totally just forgot what TRL was. For I know. A second. Total <laughs> Request Live. Yeah, yeah, okay. But yeah, so these guys were all musicians and like just really cool yeah. artist artistic people, and they were like. I mean, you have to take a lot of risks to meet people, but I guess at least you meet people. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad I survived that because it was pretty sketchy a couple times yeah so I'm not gonna let you do anything like that <laughs> that's gonna be a hundred percent no um it's a great story now <laughs> yeah it's a good story now it's isn't it weird though that so when I so the German strip club thing we were at the foot of the German Alps on this military base I was with Mark Saratella Johnny Cardinelli and Jill Kimmel on one oh and Nick Novicki sorry mm-hmm. on one of those USO tours well it's AFE whatever and there was nothing to do we were in a really small town and so we asked one of the guards what to do and he was like oh there's like a bar and then like a dancing place whatever we're over there so we walked this place it's literally like an old rundown house it felt like with like a lot of different rooms Mm -hmm. and someone stripped ish once not really (laughs) but then other than that it was just like girls in these like random rooms and then a guy would walk around with a pit bull 
oh. around the place. It was terrifying. Ooh. Yeah. The dog is like extra, dude. Yeah. And I'm not <laughs> sure that like Mark or Johnny or Nick could have like protected us if anything happened. But, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But the girls loved Jill and I. And one of them kept telling me I look like Cameron Diaz. I was like, first of all, I don't at all. Um, but thanks, uh, I guess. People always think that those kind of things, those comments are like nice. Well, Cameron Diaz is beautiful. That's of course a she is. Yeah. I always get, I was, when I, I was doing Covina and Rich this morning on Sirius and this happens to me a lot, but, uh, I guess, uh, Covino used to be married and I guess his ex-wife resembles me quite a bit Oh, and he just kept bringing that up, but he doesn't like her. And so he was like, it just makes me a little awkward. I always want to unfollow you on Instagram because you remind me so much of her. And I'm like, that happens to me so much, but it's a lot of times like someone will be like, oh, you remind me of my friend or you remind me of my ex-girlfriend or something like that. And I'll be like, cool. Can I see a photo? And it's like a Mexican gang member. I'm like, I don't understand how... <laughs> We look alike. <laughs> and when I was just in Nashville for Kristen's birthday, I was sitting at the bar and this like 65 year old woman that was the bartender because we were all eating at the bar. Uh, she was like, I just can't even look at you. I keep getting confused because you look just like one of my best friends. I'm like, is this best friend in your peer group? 65? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, these are <laughs> You mean 30 years ago, right? Yeah. 40 years these ago? These are compliments. Yeah. And people do that to me all the time too, depending on how I wear my hair. I really can't I will, think of anyone I think you look like, actually. I don't think so either. But if I'm if my hair's up, somebody will be like, oh, you look like this person. If my hair's down and beachy and big, people mm-hmm. will be like, you look like Blake Lively. I'm like, I wish I did, but I don't. But my hair kind of uh, looks like her hair. You kind of do. Um, she has a bigger nose than you or a different nose. Different nose. Yeah. She's got a great situation. I like, could, I'm not upset about that. I could kind of see that. That's like the only but one. But there's the spectrum of people Who I've been told is so wide. Um, oh, my gosh. I've gotten... Claire Danes. I've gotten Caitlin Olson a lot by mannerism more so. Um, Maybe I don't really know what she looks like. I've gotten, um, oh my gosh, I love this chick, Lake Bell, but I also don't look like her. I don't, yeah, I'm not seeing that one either. Uh huh. I think a lot of it might be mannerism based. Yeah. Like the way that I I don't look like Julia Roberts, but I've had a lot of people tell me I have the same mannerisms as her. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing either because her mannerisms are freaking adorable. Yeah. Well, if we do need to pull out like, you know, some accents, at least we're both like fairly (laughs) ethnically ambiguous looking when we're on our trip. Yeah. And that was the thing I was going with. I was really tan when I was over there and I was like, oh, they'll totally believe I'm just this like tan I didn't even know what a Portugal person looked like Portuguese yeah <laughs> well, I mean, you could easily be well, yeah I mean I, I could when I was when I went um on that tour I was just mentioning it was my first time in Europe and we were in a bunch of different countries and I felt like every country we went to I was like these people look like me specifically Kosovo I was like I look like these people yeah like I have a very like immigrant looking look. I, think. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's the olive skin tone. I guess so. Olive skin tone, thick eyebrows. Yeah, like that. So at least can we be a won't. We won't like stand out and look like I don't know. It's not like when you like you're a bleach blonde girl that goes to Mexico and you're like you know they're yeah. like okay she's clearly not from here. Like when Conan went to Haiti and people are like what is that? <laughs> Did you watch those I videos? Watch it, but like oh my god, he's yeah he's <laughs> oh my god stands out so. It's much. one of my favorite things to watch. <laughs> I've talked about this before. I was not a big fan of wearing bras even though I definitely need to because I just felt like they were so unflattering and that was until I discovered third love I feel like I look 10 pounds slimmer when I wear a third love bra and they look so good under t-shirts they're just amazing because third love is all about finding the perfect fit third love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their fit finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind. That's incredible. I never even thought about that before. So the Fit Finder quiz, which is super fun and easy to do, 
It takes like 60 seconds to do. Over 12 million women have already taken this quiz to date. And, you know, it helps you identify, like I said, your breast size and shape and find styles that fit your body. It's a 100% fit guarantee. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it. And Third Love will wash it and donate to a woman in need. Third Love's team of fit expert stylists are dedicated to helping you find the perfect fit. And they're available every day to help via text, chat, or phone and returns and exchanges are free and easy but you won't want to return it they're amazing they're comfortable hands down they're the most comfortable bras I've ever worn and their straps don't slip they have tagless labels there's no itching they're lightweight and the newest member to the third love family is their line of incredibly soft smooth and breathable cotton bras I have a couple of those too and Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Guys, you're going to love Third Love. Just go to thirdlove.com slash be here now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash be here for 15% off today. Guys, you're going to love it. They make you look skinny. They're amazing. Are we going to survive this trip? Yeah, we're totally going to survive. We don't even have a flight home. <clears throat> we don't yet. Um, we don't even really have our inner city flights done. No, we don't have any of that planned. We're still like, we're still locking in our last three venues. It's it's tough because when you're producing these kinds of tours on mm -hmm. your own, like, um, you know, you're just kind of at the mercy of people's time schedules. Mm -hmm. they're, they're ahead by a number of hours. That's true. People yeah, are yeah. less, it, they're less urgent than we are here. Mm -hmm. Like when I booked my tour in um, the Caribbean. Yeah, that's a good point. Cause I feel like I was like bugging um, Tukters in Scotland about like our ticket link and, and it didn't seem like I don't it think was of very, any urgency. I don't think they're we just. We do have our ticket link now guys though. Yes. It's Go up. to rachelobriancomedy.com. All of it and there. Click on shows, all ticket links there. Perfect. Yeah, I, I just, I noticed that and I try to be more patient with people in other places because mm -hmm. here in LA, we're so hurry up and wait mm -hmm. where other places they're well, like, but we're also go, go, go. You we're mean. go, yeah, go, yeah. go. Yeah. I mean, it's hurry up and wait as well, mm -hmm. but like we're, we, we like instant gratification mm -hmm. here, at least with the way things are appearing. Yeah. You know? Well, and we also have, we were just talking about this before we podcasted as like a comedian or an actor or, you know, writer. First of all, you don't only have one job. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, I write screenplays. I have a podcast. I'm a comedian. I go on auditions. I'm like, whatever. You're the same way. Yeah. And producing our own, like you're producing your own pilot, your own, you know. Yeah. And so there's so much that we do in a day. Like today, for example, and it's so many different things. Like I went on a, a, a live Sirius XM show this morning and then I came home and then I started editing sound for this uh, podcast thing I had to upload. And then I got an audition tape and I'm trying to do lighting and like, oh yeah, doing video of myself in my apartment. And now we're podcasting yep. and we go to a meeting after this to talk about producing Paris, our show in yeah. Paris. It's like, then I have a show tonight. It's like, you have to know how to do so many things. Yep. It's really very bootleg. People probably think it's so fancy what we do. Yeah. You think you, and, it, and it, because we only show the kind of the highlight reel, not necessarily yeah. the same way other people do because we're in comedy. So we can be a little bit more grungy about it. I love it. being self-deprecating. And, and I love showing people the parts of my highlights that aren't mm -hmm. really great. You yeah. know, I, I, people see it all, but, um, definitely you, you know, a lot of people take for granted the effort it even takes to post a video on Instagram of oh, yeah. your podcast. Mm -hmm. 
you know, I'm watching Rachel edit a little bit of hers and she's showing me how to do this little thing. Like we have to do all that ourselves. Yeah. I have to be a tech genius on top of it now. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. ridiculous. And I'm running my half hour on Friday, the day mm-hmm. before I shoot my pilot. So like I have to like worry about inviting people and mm-hmm. making sure, you know, there's just so many things are always layered on top of each yeah. other. And I don't know. I'm, I know that it will get easier when we're like big names, but I still think there's so much that goes into that then too. It's like, you're still having to like, okay. So Sebastian Maniscalco, hilarious comedian, you know, he sold out Madison square garden earlier this year. Uh, and, and I'm sure all of that was set up for him and everything, but he still has to promote it and do all this stuff. Like it's press tours. Yeah. Going going on various late night shows. And there's so much that goes into it. And not to mention the work that's involved in making sure your hour is polished Mm -hmm. for a new tour. Absolutely. You know, and just even for us prepping for Europe, like I'm trying to have an over abundancy of material because Mm -hmm. you never know when you land somewhere like in Prague, I can probably talk about having been there before and not being certain about what the fuck I Mm -hmm. did. But, you know, I can't say that story in like London necessarily. Maybe could. But I want to come up with a new anecdote. And Mm -hmm. I hope that something will happen while we're in London that I can talk about on the spot. Oh, I'm sure it will. (laughs) So, yeah. And so everything we're doing is like, like we're taking, so we're trying to save money. So we make sure we make money on the tour. Yeah. And so our, like our flight. So we fly to New York first. Yeah. So come see us in New York. Those tickets are also up on Rachel Bryan Comedy or they're at the West Side Comedy Club. April 16, 17. Yeah. So we fly to New York first, perform there. And then... To get from New York to Scotland, we wanted to make sure it was cheap. And so we're taking a bus to an airport I've never heard of outside of New York. No kidding. I never even knew this airport existed. What's it called again? Stewart? SWF or SFW? Yeah, Stewart International Airport. It's an hour north of like New York City. It sounds like a military City. base or something. It might be. Like it might be, but they have direct a direct flight into Dublin. Yeah. Then we have a ten hour labor in Dublin. Twelve. This, Twelve. <laughs> so this is how this is how Natasha and I differ. But she doesn't care if I have to go home and go to bed. We we established that in Chicago. Yeah. You're like you do you, Rachel. Yeah. I'm gonna stay out. I'm the I'm the party animal. Yeah. All my friends know this about me. I just get tired. Whatever. Anyways, so we land in Dublin at like 11 p.m. 11.30 p.m. And I was like, oh, cool. So we'll just like uh, just get a room and go to sleep. And she was like, no, I have a friend there. He'll take us out all night. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> I was like, well, I guess it's my first time in Dublin. I must yeah. enjoy it. And I figure, you know, I figure we have things are open to like four in the morning in Dublin. So yeah. I'm like, we can go, you know, out in Dublin and see the place for four hours. Crash. Where are we crashing? I don't know. I'll figure it out. We, we might need. I'm, I, I think I need to get a room to crash back to. Okay. Where are we going to put our bags? I don't. My friend, I'm sure, will pick us up. He's like the king of nightlife in Dublin. He'll take care of us. I'll find out. Are we staying with him? I'm sure. I'm sure he's got plenty of space. I'm going to need some more details. Yeah. I mean, he's safe. I've known him for a long time. Okay, cool. But <laughs> I, I need to know where I'm putting my bags. What's happening? Yes. Although I do trust you and your friends because your friends that took us around in Nashville couldn't have been more awesome, more polite. Yeah. I'm sad I didn't get to see them when I was there. No, it's it was okay. too There'll hard. There'll be with more that times. Crew. There'll yeah, be more yeah. times. Yeah. You can't juggle too many things at one time or too many bodies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have a lot of really good friends in Europe that I trust implicitly. I've, this is how, this is how it kind of works with me. I have a lot of friends that are really close to me even here Mm -hmm. or that I grew up with that I call filtration friends. Basically. Okay. I trust these friends so much that if they recommend somebody to me, mm-hmm. I know that I can trust that person. Yeah, that's cool. And I don't have to do any digging on them. Yeah. So a lot of these people that I know in Europe um, not him. James is actually somebody that I've known for a long time, but, um, 
their filtered friends through one of my filter friends. Okay. So I trust them already. All right. And well, I trust you. So they won't. They won't harm us, and they'll take care of us. And yeah, but I need. I need. I need a place. I'll to still give you details. I'll still yeah. I need. <laughs> we need actual sleep. Like I'm. Yeah. I'm not gonna be able to stay up till four and then like go have breakfast and just be like, all right, keep going. <laughs> Maybe not four, but at least go out for like two hours. Oh, for sure. I can do that. We can do that. Yeah. I won't rage too hard. Yeah. Because we have, we have two big shows the next day. So yeah. Um, I'm super excited though. I mean, and we think we're going to, well, I'm almost hundred percent sure we have a meeting after this, but we think we're ending the tour in Paris, um, and partnering with a really big, really big Parisian over there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be exciting. It is. And as these things keep falling into place and that's what me and Rachel are good about doing. Mm -hmm. Like every time we keep meeting up, which is a lot, (laughs) we're just, we just both say, you know what? It's just going to work out. Everything's just going to work work out. out. It's going to work out. We're going to make a lot of money. It's going to work out. We're going to film the whole thing too. (laughs) So, you know, watch it all on the Instagram. Follow me at Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L-N-O-B-R-I-E-N. Reads like Rachel O'Brien and Natasha's. Follow me at NPH Comedy for Natasha Pearl Hansen, NPH Comedy. Yeah, we're going to be posting a lot of antics. And I th- we're going to film it and probably cut it together into a little show maybe that yeah, we'll pitch. We want to pitch it as a series because it's honestly so fun to travel and do comedy and be producing the whole thing. And meeting the people meeting that are coming people. to our So we're planning dinners and stuff with the people that are coming That's to our shows. I'm so excited about. Yeah. So um, explain how that works. So I've always loved to produce my own tours and travel, um, big travel bug, you know, but when you love doing comedy and you love working at entertainment, you can't just be a a vagabond. So trying to strike that balance has always been a challenge for Mm me. Um, in November, I finally found this new platform. It's called WeGo, W-I-G-O. And basically I partnered with them and became an ambassador um, because they are a trip sharing app. They're the Mm -hmm. first ever trip sharing app, just like Rideshare or Mm -hmm. Homeshare with Airbnb. And they allow people to create, they allow their ambassadors right now to create Mm -hmm. trips and share them with people that are like-minded travelers. Mm -hmm. So I'm setting up all of my tours through WeGo. And what that means is people can join me and my touring partners Mm -hmm. on excursions in each city that we're touring in. Mm -hmm. So they have the opportunity to book, like say you want a two day trip, two day vacation. They can come get VIP tickets to our show, VIP dinner paid for VIP drinks and a hotel all included in one price on the app. Mm -hmm. And all like discounted and all that stuff. Yeah. So it's cool. It's really cool because it gives us the opportunity. um, Kind of me and Rachel really want to on this tour in Europe get to know the our audiences like, yeah. and hang out with people and have dinner with mm-hmm. them and like because we're gonna get sick of each other after a while you know what I mean yeah and well and also <laughs> we just it's more fun that way like, yeah instead of just after the show just like a, a quick photo and meet and greet it's like yeah, yeah you let's have dinner with them before and get yeah. to know everybody and and make some real friends and lasting um friendships in Europe yeah. so because we plan to go back more and more and more absolutely and we want to become friends you know you said this you said you don't like the word fans and no, I, agree. I don't like it at all we should That's be why friends I call my listeners everybody. my friends uh-huh yeah yeah all right, well, let's wrap it up and tell everyone where they can find you and your podcast and all that good stuff. Um, so on Instagram and Twitter, you can find me at NPH Comedy, Natasha Pearl Hansen. You can find my podcast at Future Role Model on Instagram or at Role Model Pod on Twitter. Um, it's called Future Role Model with Natasha Pearl Hansen on Sweet. iTunes. And I was a guest. Uh, yes, she was. And that was an excellent episode. And uh, every episode is just super different. And, and some get weird and some get real. And that's kind of the whole point. Um, 
as what podcasting uh, is. Yeah, and I like um, highlighting people's imperfections and the fact they maybe weren't good role models at once, but now they are. Yeah, and, I like that. Uh, Everyone's got a story. Everybody's got a story. I, you know, some of us have many, and it's okay to. Some of us almost get have arrested. survived. Someone <laughs> did drug deals in Prague. Exactly, I don't know, right? Man, <laughs> I wish I had gotten drugs out of it. It would have been so much cooler of a story. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, that story was still pretty intense. I don't think you needed to add that. I think absinthe is a drug, actually. <laughs> I think I it qualifies. Know. I actually tried it in um, Bend, Oregon, over New Year's. This, and they said it was real absinthe being served at this place, and I didn't notice any difference. I think it's different I in only the had US. One drug. Because it has to be regulated. And no, in they Europe, said this was like the real oh, deal. Oh, it was kind. the real yeah. stuff. Because there's wow. some places that can, I think. Yeah. Well, we'll know. definitely have to test that out again. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for doing this. And thank you guys for listening. I love you. Uh, as always, please subscribe, rate, and review. Be here for a while. Have a podcast. Just helps to keep it going. You know? That's what's up. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.